Revisiting the ransom question today, Tuesday, August 26th. This is The World. I'm Marco Werman. Lots of tough questions still about the Western hostages held by radical militants inside Syria. The thorniest question remains, who pays ransoms and who doesn't? One former captive says the truth doesn't even matter sometimes. You know, whether or not a ransom is actually paid, the, the problem is that kidnappers in the region, these militant groups, are going to believe that a ransom was paid. Also today, why the United Arab Emirates went against U.S. wishes to bomb targets inside Libya. Plus, Canadians contemplate a future in which their beloved Tim Hortons is owned by Burger King. For a lot of people thinking that it's going to be going into American hands and whether that'll change the image of the company or, God forbid, change the kind of coffee they're drinking, that's what people are talking about. Support for PRI's The World comes from TIAA CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. It's Marco Werman here, and this is The World. Three years ago, U.S. airstrikes helped topple Libyan dictator Muammar Gaddafi. But now, Washington does not want to get involved, as the post-revolution chaos in Libya threatens to become a full-blown civil war. And it doesn't want others to intervene either. Trouble is, others have intervened. Egypt and the United Arab Emirates reportedly worked together to launch airstrikes against Islamist militias in Libya, not once but twice over the past week. New York Times correspondent David Kirkpatrick just got back to Cairo from an assignment to Tripoli, and he says it's surprising that the strikes happened at all. It's really quite striking, almost shocking, uh, that Egypt and the Emirates, two really very close allies of the United States and, and military partners, conducted these strikes without telling Washington. Uh, Washington was caught by surprise, and they did it twice. You know, it's one thing to think, okay, we'll, we'll sneak this one by, but you would imagine that they would guess that Washington would be watching closely when a week later they conducted a second set of airstrikes launched out of Egypt with Emirati planes uh, targeting uh, Tripoli. And so why did the United States not get warned about these airstrikes? Well, the United States is still hoping, along with the Western powers in Europe, to broker a peaceful resolution uh, in Libya. So if they'd gone to the United States, the United States would have said, no, or please don't do this. Then you have to add to that the fact that there's been a growing gulf of distrust between Egypt, the Emirates, and Saudi Arabia on the one hand, and the United States on the other in the aftermath of the Arab Spring. The United States really embraced these democratic movements even when they brought Islamists to power, and that is something which is anathema to the governments of Egypt, the United Arab Emirates, and Saudi Arabia today. So how does that orient the U.S. now, and which side, basically, is the U.S. on? Well, I think the U.S. does not want to take a side in this particular regional battle. The U.S. continues to hope uh, that things will stabilize. But there are obviously forces pulling in several directions at once, and I'm not sure how American policymakers think they're going to steer through these waters. Uh, Certainly uh, on the ground here, everyone is full of conspiracy theories about which side the Americans are truly on. And given how much military aid the United States gives to Egypt, uh, could it be possible that U.S. weapons were involved in these airstrikes? And what does that signify? Yeah, I couldn't get a straight answer from uh, the U.S. officials that I talked to about what weapons were used, which I think it will raise some eyebrows uh, in Washington if it turns out that these strikes were conducted across borders uh, between countries in the Middle East against U.S. policy, but with U.S. weapons. So... Civil war in Libya, I mean, is the country just undoing everything it gained after the Arab Spring? 
Well, the situation is bad. It's certainly dark. And yet, if you want to be hopeful, you can say that Libya has successfully overthrown a, a brutal and capricious tyrant who governed the country. I shouldn't even say governed the country, who ruled the country in a kind of uh, mafia-like fashion for over 40 years. That's an achievement. And the chaos that has followed is arguably a consequence of his 40-year rule rather than anything else. And it, it may just be a long, dark, and painful period that Libya has to get through if they hope to really build a modern state. So, so what's next? Will these bombing campaigns continue? That's a good question. Uh, I... Imagine not. It seems like the Emiratis and the Egyptians hoped or believed they could do this discreetly and covertly enough that no one would know. If they continue at this point, uh, there's likely to be a regional diplomatic backlash and certainly an escalation in support for the other.